0: My homily last weekend had an overwhelming response from so many of you to me personally, comments to my staff, and comments online. I want to thank you for all of that. It hit a nerve. And just last night, a family heard about it and listened to it, and they told me it was one of my top five ever, so I'll take it, take it when you can get it, right? Um, it's a message we need to hear, not so much about my weight, which you now know how much I weigh, but um, that message is about freedom as we live with people around us. It took me about a week to formulate that homily, and a couple of you told me it was 11 minutes long. I'm being, I'm being clocked now, that, that's okay. I'll bank that minute to today, so you'll be out a little early. Uh, but it was also good for me to reflect on. So whenever we're tempted now to think we're gonna get more, let's think of that parable of the workers in the vineyard. Today, in the gospel we just heard, we're still in the vineyard. It's a shorter parable. In fact, this is the shortest parable in the New Testament. It's five verses. And we don't need uh, much information about what we already know. We, We have a father who owns a vineyard. He needs work done in his vineyard, and he has worthless sons. So one of the titles of this parable is the parable of the two sons. Uh, It's also called the parable of the wicked sons. I call it the parable of the worthless sons. So imagine this father trying to deal with his sons in work. One says he's just, you know, I'm not gonna do it, and then does it, so you can't plan. The other says he'll do it. Remember, the second one said, called him sir. The second one said, yes, sir, I'll do it, and then didn't do it, so now he's disappointed. You have to think that there's a daughter or daughters involved somewhere in the work of this vineyard to give it some order. If the father was left with these two sons, he'd be out of business. So this parable is told by our Lord for a couple of reasons. One, he's giving a message to the Jewish leaders that that they are the ones who said, yes, sir, but are not following. So when our Lord asks, "Okay, who's the hero in this miserable story? Who did the Father's will? It's the one who said no and then went through some conversion, and then did the work. But taken as a whole, this tight, concise parable tells us about our human condition. And the human condition that we have affected by sin is a human condition that doesn't have a direct and constant pursuit of the good. We are not on a steady journey to god we have those sons in us no i'm not going to do it uh, maybe i'll get to it yes sir i'll do it and then you just fickle you, 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 some just some leave for years some never come back so so we ought not be discouraged by the divided self that our human condition has we're going to go this way we're going to go that way only only a crow goes as the crow flies our journey to god is more of a zigzag fashion and that is why jesus gave us the gift of the church this is why we need the church to keep us on course or at least to remind us there is a course But not only did he form a community he put his presence in the center of it he gave us the holy eucharist so that with his presence we can continue our journey to god not perfectly but towards god and we don't need to become discouraged when we face our weakness or the zigzag fashion or those two sons in us think of the next time you'll experience those two sons in you. You received in your home a while ago our newsletter which outlined the Eucharistic revival that we're underway in in our our nation. We're we're in year number two of this three-year Eucharistic revival by the United States bishops. They, they, They want to rededicate our American church To the mystery and presence of the holy eucharist so last year we were in the diocesan phase this year we're in our parish phase and you received in your home all that we're working to do for our parish this parish phase will conclude in june with our eucharistic procession on the feast of corpus christi In this week's bulletin, I've reiterated some of our events coming up, and we're passing out this book to each family at all of our masses this weekend. It's called Beautiful Eucharist. My staff and I vetted some some books, and and we found here a book that we want you to have. It, It has short reflections, it's readable, it's understandable, it's, it's inspiring and it's memorable. You can read it all this afternoon or you can, you can read it through the course of, of the next year, however you want to, but, but we have six Knights of Columbus that are going to be stationed at all of the exits as you leave to, to get this book into your hands. One for each family. I don't care if you're a member here or not, I don't care if this is your first visit to Corpus Christi. I, I want this book in your hands as you, as you walk out of here. So, so the, these, are, these are great tools to help us remember the gift we have in the church and the gift we have as Catholics in the Eucharist. That, that reminds us of our journey to God. And I think that's about it.